May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Can you remember the first time you told a significant other that you loved them? I can quite well, even though it wasn't what I had expected. About three years ago, my now husband Michael and I had been seeing each other for most of the fall. We had just been out to dinner, and I dropped him off at his apartment. I really needed to get home to write a seminary paper. But to be honest, I've never been really great at ending a conversation. So we had some small talk for a few minutes before I kind of abruptly said, you know, this has been so great, and I'm leaving now. To which Michael replied, I love you too. <laughs> to which I said, well, I, I love you too, but that's not what I said. And awkward, an awkward and stumbling start to the next stage of our relationship. And the very essence of what reporter Michael Kinsley calls a political gaffe, which he defined as the occurrence of someone telling the truth by accident. We have the power to create new worlds with a mere slip of the tongue. And conversely, as James warns today, the power also to destroy friendships, communities, trust. Writing in the genre of scripture known as wisdom literature, James likens observations about God and humanity reflected in the natural world to spiritual principles for faithful living. He compares the tongue to the rudder of a boat, an untamable beast, a small fire that ignites a whole forest. With words, he says, we both bless the Lord and curse the beloved of God. Just as words have the power to build up and to tear down, so too have natural disasters this weekend reminded us once again of the paradoxical nature of wind and water as sources of power and life but also of danger and death. Words, water, wind. In our tradition, these are the very building blocks of creation. For in the beginning, Genesis tells us the spirit of God or the wind of God hovered over the waters of chaos as the word of God spoke all things into being. And so today we gather around these same elemental multivalent symbols of creation as we celebrate the sacrament of new birth through water, word, and spirit, and spirit, a sacrament of life and power, but also a sacrament of danger and death as we baptize Eleanor and Jack into Christ's own crucified and risen body a sacrament of life and power as they grow in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit, but a sacrament of danger and death 
of risk and surprise as they grow deeper in relationship with the same Holy Spirit who empowers us to die daily to life lived for self alone and rise to follow Jesus into the places where he promises to be present among the last, the least, and the lost, wherever suffering and pain is to be found. For Peter, Jesus' radical solidarity with human suffering, even to death on a cross, is a hard pill to swallow. When Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter uses the right words, but he doesn't really understand the meaning of his own confession. You are the Messiah, Peter proclaims. The Messiah. It's a title we now associate with Jesus, but to a first century Jew, and certainly to Peter, the coming Messiah was supposed to be a military conqueror, a political ruler, a triumphant king. And so when Jesus begins to talk quite on the contrary about suffering and rejection, even execution, all quite openly, according to Mark, You can picture the dutiful disciple Peter jumping in like a nervous campaign manager, running from backstage to wrangle his loose-lipped candidates. Jesus was sharing the truth of who he is, but in Peter's mind, he was going way off message. Really, it was Peter who committed the political gaffe when he quite by accident spoke the scandalous truth that would transform the world, declaring Jesus as Messiah. A Messiah Jesus would be, though not the one Peter was looking for. For as the hymn writer W.H. Vanstone put it, he who shows us God helpless hangs upon the tree, and the nails and crown of thorns Tell of what God's love must be, for here is God, no monarch, throned in easy state to reign. No, here is God, whose arms of love, aching, spent, the world sustained. James is right. All of us make many mistakes in our speech. All of us make many mistakes in our speech, especially when we endeavor to have real and transformative conversations about things that really matter. Our former presiding bishop, Catherine Jeffert Shorey, used to often point out that conversation shares a root with conversion. And they both signal a turning towards one another that has the power for transformation. Jesus and Peter do not have a perfect conversation today, and neither will we. What matters is that we have them as we seek the face of Christ and the neighbors we encounter. And so as Peter sets his sights on human things, dreaming about his cabinet appointment and bright new corner office, Jesus in turn rebukes him, famously exclaiming, Get behind me, Satan! a shock to our ears, and a figure of speech, to be sure, and an unfortunate one, because sometimes the shock of the sensation 
the shock of those words causes us to miss the invitation. Get behind me, Peter. Not go away from me. Get behind me. Be in relationship with me. Trust me. Follow me into the way that leads to life. It is an invitation for us all. In a few moments, we will gather with water, words, and spirit to join our voices to Peter's broken confession as we make some pretty big claims about who this Jesus is. As we do so, I wonder if we really quite know what we're saying or know just what we're getting ourselves into when we come to these waters. These sweet babies sure don't. Probably if we did, we would all run in the other direction. In the end of the story, most of the disciples did. But my friends, the grace of God is this. The very moment we're ready to leave and walk the other way, we can nearly hear that irresistible and surprising voice calling out behind us saying, I love you too. May we have faith this day to turn and follow, to stumble forward into these deep and dangerous waters together, trusting in the one who bids us come and live. Amen.